This is Village Vice. I'm Zach Blackerby. He is Brad Law. You and I ran into each other at the gym at the crack of dawn <laughs> this morning, Brad Law. First thing is I handed you some Manscaped products. More on that in a second. Not to yeah. get too personal here, but that happened. The second thing that happened in our interaction is you just got done listening to my other show, Locked on Auburn. You looked me in the eye and you said, no, Auburn can't score enough to keep up with LSU. So my question is, why is that? Why yeah, is that? I, I say that based on the first two road games of the year. Now, I also have a, a, an asterisk, a caveat to that. Yeah, I'll get to that. But yeah, the first two road games of the year, the offense hasn't been in sync. And however you want to disperse the blame or the responsibility or the task of fixing it, However you want to lay that out, the fact of the matter is that the offense has scored 14 and 10 points in these. Well, and the offense didn't even get 10 against Texas A&M. That was a scoop and score. So the sure. touchdowns have been very few, too few, and far between in these road environments. And LSU's defense is not good. That's well-documented. Statistics back that up. And we're almost halfway through the season, so there's not an anomaly at play. Their defense isn't good. But you're going to see now, Can the is the Auburn offense going to be able to establish an identity away from Jordan-Hare Stadium? Yeah. Two games is, you know, all right, first game of the year, Cal, they're a million miles away, fine. Sure. Texas A&M, SEC game, really good defense on the road, 1,000 degrees, fine. If it happens three times, so you are. That's, that's a trend, yeah. and it's a problem. Yep, yep, yep. And look, I mean, this is going to be a, a hostile environment. I don't think there's any question about that, but I do think LSU's defense, and we'll touch on some of these numbers at stat time later in the show, Brad, but I think if Auburn has a similar game plan to what they did against Georgia and run the football, have long drives, have these drives that, you know, you have seven, eight, nine play drives consistently where your defense has a shot. I think that's huge. The issue and my biggest concern with, with Saturday's game, and there's two. One is LSU scores twice in like the first quarter, then it's over. Mm -hmm. It's over because I don't think Auburn can come back. The other is, okay, it's close in the fourth quarter. And it's just, I think if it's close in the fourth quarter, I, I, all, I give all the advantage to LSU because they can just score so quickly in one play to to neighbors. It, it, that's mm -hmm. it. Right, and the way Jaden Daniels is playing, he, he's gonna get his, and it's gonna happen with these quick strikes. So, I just th that's my biggest concern. The, how do you stop that? You have long, sustained drives on offense, and I think okay. Auburn can do it by rushing the football. I, I think they have to do it that way. And as I listened to your your Locked On Auburn show today, I had the I had the thought as I was going through the the squat rack, and I was about to you know pick up the weight and do the thing that I do. Um, not as well as many, many other people. Anyway, uh, the thought was, would last year's November team be able to move the football better or worse than this year's Auburn team? Because November's team last year 
just said we're going to run the ball 18 different ways. Yeah. Balance wasn't really a word that was in their vocabulary. They weren't, and they made no bones about it. We're not going to come out and try to be balanced. And they had several 200 yard rushing games, but, but they weren't balanced. They barely beat A&M and you know, they beat Western Kentucky and had a tremendous second half against Mississippi State. So that's my question is, would that team that just says, forget balance, we're just going to run it and run it and run it and run it, would they have more success than the team we've seen so far offensively? Yeah, I guess I guess what we're comparing here is, what, four or five games. And, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe their most impressive offensive performance may have been in the Iron Bowl, right, which was a mm-hmm. loss, but they ran it down Alabama's throat. We're comparing but, that against what they did against Georgia. Yeah, but to your ago. point, in that Iron Bowl, when Alabama scored a couple of times quickly, it was over. That, that was it. There was no was quick over. strike ability in the passing game. No, no thought that you could get back in it in a hurry. Yeah. I mean, I, just because it's more proven, I would say Auburn's offense last November, but I think mm-hmm. the upside of this current team is way higher. Yeah. I mean, and we've talked about this before, and Hugh Freeze talked about, you know, six of nine or six of ten plays were on coaches and, like, whatever. That's cool. And, you know, six of the nine incompletions by Peyton Thorne hit receivers in the hands, not calling it drops, not saying it was all on Peyton, not saying it was all on the receivers. But right. the fact is you're close. The fact of the matter is on these – on these big crucial plays on third down, you're close. Yeah. And can you can you close that gap over the bye week? And Brad, yes, you can for two reasons. One, you got more time together. Mm-hmm. And two, LSU's defense stinks compared to Georgia's and Texas AM's. I mean, yeah. it's just back to the matter of it. Now their offense is way better. Yep. And you're gonna have to score more and you're gonna have to slow down an effective offense that nobody else has really been able to do yet, with the exception of Florida State at times. But yes. I think Auburn's offense's uh, upside is significantly higher, but I would say based on what we've seen, the proven stats of what we've seen, I would say the November offense last year was better. Yeah. Third downs are huge if you're trying to stay on the field. Sure. And I know we have stat time coming up, and I love stat time, and in no way would I ever try to steal stat time thunder from you, Zach, because it's tremendous. What's mine is yours, brother. But – Against Cal, against Cal, Auburn was four for 12 on third down. Against Georgia, or rather against Texas A&M, Auburn was three of 15 on third yeah. down. Against Georgia, Auburn was two of 12. Um, now, against Cal, the third down defense was excellent. Against Texas A&M, the third down defense was okay. Against Georgia, Georgia owned third down offensively and defensively. But particularly for Auburn on offense, First down is the key to succeeding on third down, but second down is also the key. I mean, I hate to sound too elementary with this, but you get five yards on first down, you can't go get one yard on second down or move backwards on second down. And that's another issue on the road. In three home games, Auburn has a total of 10 penalties. Three games, 10 penalties. In two road games, Auburn has 17 penalties. All right, a penalty on first down so now you're first and 15, first and 20, drive killer. Second down and five turning into second and 10 or second and 15. That's as much a drive killer, maybe more so than on first down. So you have to give yourself a shot. If your game plan to go in is to keep the ball for 37, 38 minutes, you're going to have to convert a high volume of third downs. So you must get in third and three or less situations to do that. 
Yeah, I, I think that's certainly the case. And I think poor passing attack on first down hurts that. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan of running the ball on first down. I know analytics say otherwise, but I think it's important, especially with what Auburn's going to need to do is to keep that clock running, healthy defense as much as possible by limiting the amount of plays that the LSU offense and Jane Daniels is on the field. And, and I, I just think running the ball on early downs will be a big part of the game plan on Saturday. It'll be Peyton Thorne running it. I think it'll be several of the running backs running it. Damari also returned to practice yesterday. We'll see if he gets to, uh, to, to run the ball um, on Saturday. Hopefully he does. That'd be, yeah. that'd be astounding and very quick recovery. Props to Damari also for putting in the work there, but yeah. that that's it. I mean, that, that, that's gotta be it. Brad, and I've talked about this before, too. If you're going to throw it on first down and these early downs, like I I'm okay with it. But throw in some drive starters. Get the ball, get it out of your hands, and, and put it in the hands of a playmaker. And, yeah. you know, Peyton Thorne has the ability to do that. We haven't really seen him do it. They went to it early against Georgia, and they never really went back to it. And I'm not talking about screens. I'm just talking about, you know, people know it's coming because yeah. – you're not hiding it. Just just letting these guys run. It's an, it's an extension of the running game. Mm -hmm. It's easy completions. The clock doesn't stop. And your goal is not to, to get 15 yards. Your goal is to get five because yeah. then that sets up a second and five like you were just talking about. Uh, Liberty did that last night against Jack State. And I know we're, we're talking about different levels of, of competition, but uh, Liberty's unbeaten. Hugh Freeze left them in pretty good shape. Um, yeah. But that's what they did most of the night, especially in the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter recipe that Liberty rolled out there last night on the road is exactly, I think, the four-quarter recipe for Auburn. Drive starters, quick passes, and then run the ball. You get in third down in manageable situations, and then you just keep the ball. You just yeah. keep it away from the other team the whole time. It frustrates the home crowd. It doesn't give them a chance to get in the game. And it frustrates the opposition, most importantly, because they can't get you off the field. Yeah, and when you're playing a roster and a team that's better than you, you've got to hold the football and you've got to be boring. Auburn's not mm -hmm. going to beat teams better than them this year by being flashy. They're yeah. just not. Make it ugly, muddy the waters, and say, hey, you know, you, you may can score, you may can beat us, but you're going to have to score, you know, 35 points in the 22 yeah. minutes of possession. Uh, right. I, 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 love, I love that you kind of keep saying 38 minutes. I think that's a good goal for Auburn to have as far as time of possession because LSU, even if they're losing that battle, they're not going to slow down. They have no problem. They have no problem conceding that because they score so fast. So yeah. um, it's going to be fun. I, I love this matchup. I think this matchup pairs better than a lot of the national media and SEC media is giving credit for. I think LSU is a tad overrated with all of this just because their defense is so bad but their last two games they seem vulnerable obviously they lost one of those games they were away from home lsu historically is always better at home like most teams are so yeah. we'll certainly see how the atmosphere in baton rouge um plays a factor on saturday you got it you got it um zach i gotta i gotta talk about something here hugh freeze monday when he was talking about LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels, right. said, and I quote, his balls are so accurate. And that brings me to our newest sponsor here on Village Vice, Zach, and that's Manscaped. That's right. That's right. Manscaped. Zach, we both have facial hair, you know. Super. We both also now have the compact face shaver from Manscaped, the handyman. <laughs> 
Look at that. Wow. That look at that. Sharp. Beautiful. Look at that. Can't wait to use it. Going to use it to trim this up a little bit tonight. Uh, landscaping makes land look neat, fresh, well-kept, clean, which is great for land. But you aren't a land. You're a man. That's right. So you, so you need manscaping to help mm. you look and feel neat and fresh, well-kept, clean. And right now, our viewers here on Village Vice get a 20% discount when you go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code VICE. Very important that you use the promo code VICE uh, at manscaped.com. Get a 20% discount on the handyman and all their other products at Manscaped. Whether it's for your beard or not for your beard, Manscaped, that's your choice. And also, today's show is brought to you by our friends at my bookie my bookie is the best place to wager on all of your sports action right now auburn an 11 point dog on the road and if you uh if you're if you're feeling like me you're saying you know what auburn can run yeah against lsu that auburn is going to slow the game down so that 63 points is a little too high head over to mybookie.ag and brad doesn't sound real but when you deposit make that first deposit and use promo code next round mm -hmm. 110 percent bonus put in a hundred dollars how much is that back that's 110 it's 110 so you're gonna have 210 dollars to to bet with play with yep, yep. inflation's a big topic right now it's the opposite and mybookie.ag so head over to mybookie.ag use promo code next round when you make your first deposit brad are you ready for stat time i love stat time bring it on auburn is fourth in the SEC in yards per rush at 4.83 yards a carry. We talk about the difference between first and 10 and, and or I guess second and 10 and second and five. That's it. It's Auburn not running the ball on first down. So Tennessee leads the SEC with 6.18 yards per carry. Then Kentucky, what they're doing on the ground is stupid at 5.8. LSU is third at yards per rush at 5.6. And then Auburn is actually tied with three teams at 4.83 yards per rush, which is wild to me. Auburn, yeah. Mississippi State, and Ole Miss, they're all tied at 4.83 um, there. So I think that's interesting. But somehow, LSU, for the second stat, and then I'll get you to react to both of these at the same time, LSU is allowing 5.04 yards per rush, which is not good. No. In fact, it's so not good that it's it, it's a full half a yard per carry worse than the 13th team in the league. I was going to combat your stat with that stat, but you were already, you were already there. I uh, love that. Um, it just goes to – we talked about the ability to run the ball against Georgia because of Georgia's rushing, like yards per carry against. And I think that tells you more than just the raw numbers uh, of rushing yards allowed. I think you got to look at how many times teams rush against a particular team and then right. their success per carry. And the fact that LSU has given up over five yards per carry, feed Jarquez, free, uh, feed Brian Betty, feed Jeremiah Cobb, feed yeah. Peyton Thorne. Feed Robbie 
Ashford. It is there for the taking against LSU. That's right. That's right. So we talked about these long, sustained drives. How do you quantify what a long drive is, Brad Law? It's by total plays. It's by total sure. plays. Yeah. LSU is second to last in the SEC with average plays allowed per drive. LSU is allowing opponents to have drives last 6.09 plays per drive. So that tells you not a whole lot of three and outs. Nope. And allowing lots of longer drives against them. You, that line's 11. You're going to have people rushing to mybookie.ag with, with stats like this. Yeah, first downs are there to be had. And when again, when the game plan is shorten the game, keep Jaden Daniels, that remarkable quarterback for LSU whose balls are so accurate, to keep them off, to keep him off the field, you pick up first downs. You stay on the field. Um it, again, it's there. It's if you're looking for the recipe, it's right there. It's all highlighted right there. Right. And Auburn is third. And opponents plays per drive allowed. AM's first in the conference at 5.11. Vandy's second, surprisingly enough, at 5.19. And then there's Auburn at 5.26. So only two teams in the SEC, I believe, were over six allowed per drive. And it was LSU and then South Carolina was a little bit worse than them. So yeah. there you go. Now they've played a they've played a good schedule. They played Florida State. They've played an Ole Miss offense that will sure. move the ball. Missouri can move the ball just fine. Yep. Um, you know, they've played good offenses, but right. again, they've you're you're playing a team in Auburn whose strength, whose whose major identity, like identity A, is to run the football. Right. So Jane Daniels, his only two picks that he's thrown this season have come on plays where he was not under pressure and the defense didn't blitz. Don't know if that really matters. Just thought it was interesting. Yeah. And then the last one, Brad, the only split where Daniels' completion percentage dropped below 60% is when he's under pressure, which isn't unusual. He's been under pressure on 26% of his throws. That number's high. That's That number is higher yeah. than I expected it to be. So he's 19 for 32 for 363 yards, which is 59%. So barely under 60% yeah. when he's under pressure. But the 26% of his throws, he's under pressure. I, I think that's kind of what's interesting to me. I think that's interesting too. And how how do you quantify that exactly? Where's the line yeah. b- between pressure and no? Is he rolling out and a guy gets close and that's pressure? Is he uh, or or is his, you know, is it legitimately when he's flushed out of the pocket? Um Auburn, maybe we talk more about this tomorrow, but Auburn's defensive strategy against Jaden Daniels, that's going to be something that we talk about as a key to this game, what you cannot do and what you have to do against him. Because I'm kind of like Coach Freeze. I don't, you're not going to shut him down. You know, there's no anomaly in those six games so far for Jaden Daniels. He's outstanding. Right. So how do you keep him contained? And contain is a buzzword this week. Yeah, it is, and and I think the way previous teams have rushed him, mm-hmm. they they have not done a good job at containing. And in some reps, it didn't even look like they were trying to, Brad. I kind of went on this yesterday a little bit, but I don't think you're going to see that approach on Saturday from this Ron Roberts defense. They've done a decent job at containment, which was a okay. big concern going into the season. They've rocked it. They've nailed it. And so I think that's going to be a big storyline on Saturday. Yep. 
Absolutely agree. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow. We'll have our Village Vice six-pack. We'll have buy-sell. Yes. Yes, we will. But, right uh, back into it. Yeah, I think that just about does it, though, for today's show, Brad. It does. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Remember, everyone has vices. Everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours. Yeah.